Welcome back to the Mind Talk podcast with myself, Edwin and Montel. And today we have a special guest who just recently won shot put at the World Athletics Championship. Um, but before we start, Montel, how, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about this. We've got a whole. Oh, we've got a whole world champion on the show today, um, which is a very rare occasion, and. A lovely, lovely girl. So I'm excited to hear about you know the journey. But I'm I'm great. The sun is shining. Mm-hmm. We're getting a summer. Finally, who knew it? For once. We're getting a summer. Everyone keeps saying to me, "You look very summery," and I'm like, "Well, it is summer, <laughs> and the sun is out, and it's hot." So yeah, but um, now I'm I'm enjoying. It. I'm trying to do as much as possible. You know, everyday barbecues and all sorts, and, and enjoying life. How you been going? I've been good. I've been good. I finished watching the Commonwealth Games, which was good. I saw you went. Um, yeah, no, it's been all, it's been all good. It's been all blessed. It's been all blessed. But yeah, let's start. So Chase Eagley, how how are you doing? I'm good. Also enjoying the heat. Yes. <laughs> Got yes. The right now, it's so hot and y'all don't believe in it. So. Y- yes. And, <laughs> and it's getting hotter. It's getting hotter from what I've seen. So first question, which is what I like to ask most of our guests that come on. So what was, what was your first experience with sport? Oh, gosh. I've been doing sports my whole life. Um, I started sport when I was four. I started playing t-ball. And I've done, like, three sports a year since then. Wow. wow. I know. <laughs> You're just like, geez. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a big part of, like, growing up. What were those, what were those sports, Chase? What did you kind of um, into? Yeah, I started with, like, baseball and softball. And then I did um, basketball and volleyball and football. Um, but when I got to high school, I had to narrow down to three. So I played um, volleyball, basketball, and I did track. Okay. Wh- which one was your favorite when you were younger? Um, well, I liked baseball, but then in the U.S., they make you switch to softball. So I didn't. I stopped playing and I went to track and field because I wanted to play baseball, but only boys were allowed to play baseball. So I switched. Oh, that's oh. bad. They make you yeah, switch. Yeah, back then, you had to go switch to softball at a certain age, and I was just kind of not into it. Wow. So my mom was a track athlete, and she was like, oh, like you should try track to stay in shape for your other sports. And I was like, okay. <laughs> what did What did mama do when she was um, younger? She was a sprinter. She was pretty good. Cool. Not as good as me, though. Everyone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> faster let it be known so when, when it came to sprinting was it just 100 meters what what sprint events did you do yeah I did in high school I did the one the four by one the four by two and I did shot put and javelin those were my oh, five wow. all four years yeah wow, you could have been a heptathlete <laughs> yeah I did recruited for that but that's a lot of work that I was not interested in <laughs> really you missed yeah. three events a year, not interested in work. I mean, it sounds like you would have been doing work <laughs> and you just didn't realize. <laughs> it was, yeah, true. But it was like when the, I was talking to certain coaches, like you talked to sprint coaches, I was like, I, I was still quite fast, but 
like I was on the bigger side for what a sprinter would be. So it was always like those talks of like losing weight. And then when I talked to multi coaches, it was just like freaking three, two events a day for five days a week and all this stuff. And then when I talked to girls coaches, they were like, yeah, we're just vibing. Come over. And I was like, yeah, I was like, that sounds more my, my speed since I, I think I might've been tired of working <laughs> and I wanted to just focus, just focus on one thing. Well, I, I just following up from that because um, it's a very interesting subject that you just mentioned there about transitioning from being a sprinter and you mentioned in your words being the bigger side of the sprinters and then now, you know, you're a world-class, world champion shopper. So tell us a bit about that transition and, and the conversations you had, whether they were uncomfortable or otherwise, for any other young athlete. I mean, I've got a young athlete myself who is probably a very similar position to where you were. What, what you know, what was you, what was your mindset around transitioning from a, a sprint, essentially, mostly track? I mean, you did throw, but then going, actually, this is where probably my best bet is. Yeah, I mean, it was really hard, actually, because when you look at college, they obviously want to, you got to do one thing. They're not as interested in, like, you being okay at, like, multiple events. So it was hard when I to, like, let go of sprinting in a way, but, like, it was, it was definitely rough to kind of be put in a position where it was, like, it was all based a lot on my weight, which was comfortable. Um, but I don't, they weren't off. I, I it was like, I think I was like 180 pounds, which is quite heavy for a sprinter, but I was still running fast enough that I think they saw like, oh, if she lost weight, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I just, I didn't really seem like something that I wanted to do like in sport was to get weight focused. I didn't want to have to. So then when I went to throwing, it just seemed like it was a lot. They never talked about that. Like I never, no one ever like brings up your body and is like, you're too big. So it's like, it was a more welcoming environment. I think that's what attracted me to being okay with honing in on the sport when I got to college. Do, do you think, looking back, you would have listened to to people when it came to the the talk of you have to lose weight? Like if I had gone that direction? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just think it was like a dangerous path that I didn't really want to go on because it can it can lead to like so many issues and. It was funny because I like majored in psychology. And so I had like, I did a lot of like my work on like um, uh, anorexia, like athletica, which is like obviously athletes who have those issues and stuff. And so I'd already done like a lot of, um, I'd done like papers and stuff on it. So yeah, it just seemed, I, I'm not, I just don't think I would have gone there because it just did seem like as an athlete, like I didn't really want my body to be the focus, you know? Like, I just wanted to focus and like, um, thinking about losing weight, like in, 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 uh, shot put, it was always, the talk was always instead about getting stronger and they never bring up your body. Like your weight isn't an issue. It's just let's just lift weights. Let's get strong. Let's do this and that. And I don't think my weight was ever like never brought up. Yeah, that's really interesting, like, um, Chase, to hear, because I, you know, I transitioned in from 100 metres into bobsleigh myself and, and looking at just the, the conversion of 180 pounds. I mean, that was pre I, that's pretty much, it was like golden bobsleigh weight for us to get in, in kit. But to transition into this, to be a sprinter, then for me to have to put on weight is a very different mindset. And for you to be like, not, I don't want it to be focused on my weight. I don't want it to be that yet. The sport that I transitioned into, sport 
weight is a factor. They literally weigh you halfway through your competition and then you have to get back in, in the sled. Um, but I, what I want to know from you is asking from the experience you've been in and, and how you wanted it to be removed from the weight in that position. But now, you know, you are a world class and arguably like this has obviously been an amazing journey for you. We'll talk a bit more about that in a second. Um, that transition into then it, now you've been in this position, what would you best say to someone that was maybe in your position that they might have um, another direction that could serve them so well, they'd have so much talent in this area, but that might be something that's holding them back. What kind of, especially young, a young female athlete, for sure, what would you think would be the best way to approach that um, going in, knowing that you've experienced that yourself? Yeah, I think for me personally, the reason it was effect, like would have affected me is because I already like, had issues with it. So, I mean, I think it needs to go about, like, you need to know the person, like, I feel like you need, I, I hate that they always just look at us as, like, athletes. They forget that there's, like, we're people, too. And so, like, in the recruiting, no one ever really was concerned when they brought up the weight. It was kind of nonchalant, which could be fine for some people. But, like, you you got to be careful. Like, some people, it might not be a good thing to do. And so I would say, like, honestly, like, I, I look at it more from, like, the people who are recruiting and stuff that you need to stop seeing just the athlete and just make sure you understand the person first before you would go about like asking for those changes or making those changes. Cause since I've been a pro like now weight, we talk about weight all the time, but in college and at that early, like that onset of like um, high school into college, like that's a very sensitive age, especially for female athletes. And it's not just female athletes. Of course, like um, male athletes can deal with the same thing, but like, you you like it's a different time in your life and I think it would have been pretty destructive for me at that particular time in my life versus now we can talk about it all the time and and because I'm more mature and I come from this aspect of like um despite what my body looks like my body does um amazing things in my sport so like I I'm not sensitive about it like I used to be but there's like that sensitive age and, and I think we just need to start addressing the person before you address the athlete, especially when it comes to stuff like that. hundred percent. Um, a while back I had a, I'm not going to say her name, but I had a, a guest on the podcast who was an elite athlete um, and she did a middle distance running and she used to say that they always used to make references about her weight and being muscly and stuff like that and it's you, ha you don't realize the, t the effect that it can actually have on a person when you're actually always bringing in, bringing that up especially even if they're good yeah. they're good and they're doing what they have to do but you still want to bring that up yeah it's, it's like I remember because even now like when I when I was like and stuff a soft spot for me like you know like that was you get teased about it like oh like you're so buff and stuff and no girl wants to hear that and certain things that we hear. But like, I've, I've, like I said, like I've changed and grown so much that it doesn't like, I, I'm like, Oh, you think that, but like my, like I might look like this, but what I do, you can't do. So like maybe just shut up. Um, but back then, like there's definitely a place where I used to be where it would just affect me pretty. It was pretty destructive, like on my self-esteem and stuff for a long time. I want to shift the focus a little bit, actually, because you, you, you've gone on leaps and bounds. Like, you had back-to-back -back wins, PBs. Like, you went on, like, this winning streak in, like, June, right? And right before Nationals. Can you just share with, like, what that's like going into Nationals, back-to-back, -back, 
you're, you're ready, you're firing up, you're probably you're, you're the best shape of your life. And this is it's make or break. What's that like going in there in that position? Because it's very different when you're not ready, you're not kind of you're set, but you were you were ready to go. Yeah, um, I think in 2021, it really hit me hard, like uh, Olympic trials and stuff. And I was not in a good way before this year. And from all the changes I've made, like, it w- I, I feel like I'm like leaps and bounds ahead of where I was in 2021. And even just like the seven months I, I moved to the UK to start training because I built like this confidence and this comfort so that I was sitting on it and I, and, and it was, it was like secure. Like I felt way more secure heading into nationals more than I did in Olympic trials. And I feel like in 2021, I was definitely running on like fake it till you make it. But this year being that I wasn't having to fake anything. I was like, I was where I was stable in every aspect. I was good in training. Everything was going good. I think when I went to nationals, I almost didn't have like, I wasn't as afraid as I'd been before um, because I had, given myself a reason to be confident going in and um that comfortability really just helped me like settle in and and compete to the best of my ability did, did that stem from the change of coach or was there other stuff that changed in your mindset that helped you yeah you know situations? I got really sick and then I was like in such a negative space since then um I feel like that it was like surrounding me almost my environment just like surrounded by like failure in my eyes and it was hard for me to get it around my head and my previous coach Ryan me and him he's the one who really helped my mental uh, game like in 2019 when I my first breakout year and I I had worked on it so hard and it felt like it was almost like worse um after I had gotten like my 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 mentality up everything was good and then when like COVID happened and then 2021 happened and, and and I kept like trying to fake it that like oh I've, I've like I've got it whatever but the negativity was just like surrounding me and it was affecting me. and as much as I tried to like fake it I realized like working so then when I came out here and and I was like uh training with my friend and 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 whatnot I've just like realized like it, I I realized then that maybe it wasn't exactly like just like um in my head that I need to fix but like the only way I could get out of my funk was kind of to change my environment because the environment just was dragging me down and so I came out here and I was training and then everything was going good and I finally felt like the athlete I was before and I told um my now training partner Sophie I said like we were just kind of like I think I'm gonna move like I think I need to be out here like because I just felt so clear like the mental fog was like lifting and then I told my old coach, and, and he's all about that. So I told him, I was like, mentally, I belong here. He was like, bet, go. And so I did. And then uh, since then, it was like a weight lifted. And it was like, there wasn't anything like, fuck, like my my mood. my I became coachable again, which I think is the biggest part. Like, I think one of the biggest things is like looking inside yourself, understanding like, it, like that you had become uncoachable and that's kind of what had happened to me i i was so bogged down that i don't even think anybody could have coached me at that point like i just wasn't in a space to be coached and when i cleared that fog moving out here i felt like i became coachable again and then environment and i just feel good again 
Yeah, there's like some real, real honesty there, like which we appreciate. Um, Chase, definitely that you took the onus was on you, really. Inside, you looked deep and was like, you know, I'm. They can only do what they the best they can do with me, and I need to take everything on that. And I was going to mention your your friendship with, with Sophie and that kind of like the, the the friendly rivalry in the same event, but also that spurring you on and you being like, hang on, this is where I need to be. This is absolutely where I feel like me myself. I feel like Chase, I can be me again. Um, but it can be quite scary to make that change and to make that decision. I know a lot of athletes they get stuck. They they really do get stuck. Whether they know they should move, but they're not quite sure, or they think I don't know what to do. But I feel like this is not for me. How like how do you make that decision? What how do you connect the dots to realize what you did and that this is where I need to be because this is where I feel at best. Yeah, I, I always tell. When I did it, in my personal opinion, I I kind of jumped off the abyss because I was in a position where, like, I had waited too long, you know? And I think there were many instances when it was in my head, like, I knew I needed to go, but you, you're in kind of denial. And I think that's why I think whenever I talk to people, I'm always like, don't be afraid to make decisions for you. This, is, this isn't a career that lasts 50 years. You get a limited amount of time. We have your body. We're going to let you do this for a while. Like you have to be selfish. Like at the end of the day, like nobody's feelings matter, but yours. And sometimes you have to make those decisions and they might feel selfish, but like, you're going to regret it 20 years down the road when you didn't do what you could have done. And I, I waited too long, but luckily like I had Soph there and it was like, I had someone there when I kind of jumped off the cliff and just prayed there was water at the bottom. And luckily there was, but it's easier if you can just take the ladder down and just ease yourself into it and just acknowledge that change is needed and not to be afraid of it <laughs> you mentioned um being coachable you being coachable again um how how much of an impact did that have in terms of your growth to, yeah, to allow you to um, be in a position where I you are now i think that's the biggest part of like what's happened for me um i was like in such a space where like i couldn't like everything bothered me i was like this won't work that won't work you just get really negative and I think the fact that now, like, I can just sit and listen and trust, again, the person who's helping me, it's just, like, opened up my ability to make changes that are, that are now significant in the way that I am competing and, and throwing. And, like, part of it is, like, when you try, like, you really need to trust who you're with um, in training partner, coach, all of it, because they're the ones who, who help you, like, stay, stay right in your mind, not just to see far throws or to see fast times or any of that. But like the times when like you're feeling down, like right before worlds, my practices were not great. Like I was getting a little scared, you know, and everyone was like, you're fine. You're just like, just chill out, like trust, you'll be okay. And you have to be able to sit back and be like, you're right and believe them. And then turned out everything was fine. But if I had gotten in my head about it, it probably would not have been fine. (laughs) Yeah, leading leading right into right into worlds because you were yeah you know, the USA's first medalist of the champs and you set the bar for everybody to be like wow we want to be like Jake, we're gonna get medals like Chase we're gonna become champions that's what we want to do um, and it's a and it's a home champs for you that's that's huge like what was what is that like going there like you said you had rough practices beforehand but you went in there and you nailed it and essentially what is that feeling what's that feeling like yeah I mean when when I walked everyone's screaming and I saw my family and friends in the crowd you know just like it really like a wave came over me and it was like 
I mean, it was really nerve wracking. It was kind of scary, but like I, again, I had the right people around. So I sat back and, and they just said, okay, now just do everything you know how to do, like trust yourself and all that. And, and I feel like it, it, it all worked out, but I, I think it all stemmed from like having the good season that like led me in, into worlds. I had the confidence. I I had the reps. I had, I had all that stuff, like the right people around, like everything was good. And so like the only thing I needed to do was do. And that's the best way to go into like a championships or anything. You never want to be drowning in the water and trying to like find a, a lifesaver. You, you want to be just like floating there ready to go. And, and I feel like that's kind of where I was instead of like having to fight and, and, and like, um, you know, need it so bad. Like I had set it up and I had gotten ready and I think I had the, everything good to go. Everything was lined up. I just needed to execute and it just made everything a lot easier. Still scary though. <laughs> Still horrifying. <laughs> all the fear and do it anyway that's what you basically did <laughs> you were like um this is not fun but i'm gonna make it look yeah. fun. <laughs> that's hell. like it's never like oh it's so but like it, you, you can as long if you do all the right things and take all the right steps and, and have the right environment and have the right people and, and everything like you, you like you set yourself up to where all you have to do is so despite the nerves you just go okay i need to do what i need to do and i do like because i think when i think 90% of what I, I can achieve is based on mentality and opinion, like hundred percent. I read all the books, like I'm in the airplane reading the mind talks book. Like I'm that one. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm the one, like, I think I was reading a book called like Mind game or something, um, on the way to, to worlds. Um, and, and I just think it's like so important to me. And I think like my first coach before, um, my coach before Paul was, uh, really into that and so he's the one who got me thinking what he was like listen like you're physically your physical they're like I think you do great things the only thing that will ever hold you back is your mind and I was like okay and so he's the one who got me in all that and so I I I really try and work that out as much as I work everything else everything else out yeah the mind the mind is so important I, I have seen some of the most talented people not the books and it has all the examples it's crazy of their mind you're uh, like what? And, <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly you, you kind of briefly mentioned it um your family were there at the at the worlds how much of them being around having their support has yeah helped i mean you along on, without the journey like my mom was there with, like my mom is the person who kind of make this all happen um despite everything like track isn't exactly a big money sport you're not signing a a two hundred thousand deal on like them trusting that you'll achieve you got to do it then you get paid um and so when i really wanted to do this you know my mom was i i told her like listen like working is messing me up like it's making me tired like i really just want to train and she told me she would in 2019 she told me like yeah fine um i'll give you like six months i'll pay for everything like i'll support you um, and then if it doesn't work, like time to get a real job. And I was like, bet. And then I went to my first diamond league and won and everything just kind of went from there. But yeah, without my mom, I don't think we'd be talking right now. Cause I probably would have had to got a real job. <laughs> mom yeah. came through. Sprint and yeah. mom. Oh gee. She came through and said, look, and it's, and it's that. It was cool. 
think it's that like personal investment that she had in in you be able to do that to say like I'll give you the opportunity. You like this is what I need. Let's just go and we'll make a deal when we when you made it work. Yeah, she. Well, I think she. She like I always say she's a stage mom. She says she's not. She totally was. Um. So like she was like the sport mom. Like she loved it. Um. And I think she knew like it would be like I think she believed in it. Um. Um. But. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, then you'll have to get a real job." But she would have kept helping me for sure because uh, she she had seen like my 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 promise in the sport for sure. But um, to like finally achieve like one of the big goals, like getting a world gold medal, like in front of my mom, like for her to be there after she had seen all the lows, you know, was like that was kind of like the cherry on top, you know, because she'd seen all the like me doing like uber eats and stuff and just trying to make it so that i could do this sport you know you 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 do a lot just just for this sport and pays off it's it's just an incredible feeling yeah obviously it's just it was just recent that you won the worlds um has much changed Sorry, since then and they'll go oh she's the world champion so we got and i'm like oh whatever that's about the only thing that's changed <laughs> but yeah no i that mean before that hasn't changed what are you on about <laughs> i love it anyway um yeah no so it was funny because i was telling people like <laughs> um like kind of it's not the end them and so i went i did it and everything was great and then it was like oh i gotta get back because i got a train because i have a diamond league in a week like it, it's kind of weird because you feel like you put the stamp on it you sent it away and now you're chasing the mailman like wait i have two more like wait a minute like <laughs> and so yeah it, just, it was like a quick turnover and then it's back to work which is kind of weird but you know it's kind of nice i just feel like i don't really get time to revel in it as you think because it's you gotta work you gotta get back you gotta gotta get right back yeah jobs jobs are finally not done i wanted to ask you and actually before we close that i want to ask you like how is this then do you think changed anything or not you moving looking forward because you know we're, we're now actually two years away from our next game which is mad uh because yeah. it just happened and also obviously coming in now well you're world champion next year and it, there's the chance still coming up and, and indoors you did fantastically as well like how is that now then that happened I mean you probably have reflected on it anyway but how do you think that's going to change moving forward in terms of maybe your goals or just how you're going to perceive what your seasons want to look like going forward yeah you know like I don't know like it's almost like all I want to do is like succeed to like the best of my ability in this sport like I, like I tell everyone and so like going into next year and it being like even more world championships and everything because of all the stuff that happened. Now we have all these majors. Um, it, honestly, I'm kind of excited because it feels kind of good to be able to like deliver on those goals early, like um, basically marking a checklist of like all the achievements you could possibly do in the sport. And I just want to mark them all off, you know? And so just being a couple of years away from the Olympics and stuff, and I feel like I have like a real, like, like, I think this gold is like a real like stepping stone for me to remember like who I am. And like, it's an easy thing to forget. And I think it's going to help me like to not forget like what I can do. And, and I think it's putting me in a way better p position, confidence wise, and just feeling wise moving forward to the next games and these coming world championships.
Yeah, a gold medal can change a lot for people in terms of their their mindset going forward. It can give them so much confidence, um, knowing what they're capable of doing and doing it at the highest level. Um, but I want to touch on a little bit on um, what you mentioned in terms of after you won the gold and having to get back to training and and going back to work. And it's with, with athletics, we know it's not a well paid sport. So do you, do you think? The same amount of, well, we know it doesn't. Do you think that more more money needs to be invested in some of the field events like shot put and discus and yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, I? Um, do, do you think like there you needs said, to like, be some sort of change I th- there? Like companies tend to like throw a lot of money at this and stuff because it's like a lot of people want to see it and all that. But um, and it's easier because like they tend to like pop off and then they they have an easy like there's always someone else like coming that rotates really well whereas throws um which is natural we tend to have ebbs and flows of like huge like some throws will be up here and then the next year you're kind of like it's a little bit easier and blah blah um but yeah i think part of the reason is half of us are having to work and struggle to even try and um you know practice and stuff and we're like how many i know that work jobs and are training and still are olympians it just blows my mind and i think with more money you'd see more like crazy things happening like ryan krauser and stuff like it'd be easier for that to happen if half of the people weren't working day jobs (laughs) because they don't get any money um but on a more biased note i mean if we're talking about like views and and people brought in and stuff i think shot is known to bring in quite a bit of traffic. Um, and they put us in um, a lot of like street meets because we don't need a lot of space and people like to watch strong people do strong people stuff. Um, and so on a more biased note, I think we're definitely underpaid because we do bring in, we do put people in seats, but we don't really get the same check at the end of the day. <laughs> I am, I will, however, I am proud of track and yeah. field for having a fairly gender equal yeah. <laughs> money scheme though. We we all get paid the same, we're all right there and prize money is prize money, everybody gets it the same. So I give them that. But as far as the events go, it's not very even. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I totally I totally agree with you and that was a great question. Ed's kind of been like, So you still gonna be working, do you think? Straight straight off and but it's interesting because remember you said about like your mom having the six months where you got the opportunity to, to do that and um, i've just got a question for you because i get this all the time and i have an opinion as you might have your opinion on this but do you think it, it is possible for you to be at that level world class where you are right now today and still have still have been able to like to work to hustle to grind and be tired and not have had that stint where you've um, got time to focus i'm not sure because i don't think so because when I was working and stuff, I was like barely mustering up like 17, 80 meter throws. And then the minute I stopped and started focusing on myself within a year, I'd throw 1968. And I think a lot of that had to do with waking up, eating, being able to train, coming home and being able to rest. Because the, these athletes that are working, like, in my opinion, they have no rest. And I feel like they're always going. And I think rest and recovery is the biggest part of like the physical aspect of sport and 
I think you lack that if you're working a full-time job trying to train. 100%, 100%. Chase, last question. So if there was like a, a young athlete coming through, what would you say are the three most crucial things they need Your to, talent, to be no, successful? A want and a need to do what you're doing. Um, real dedication and a sports psychologist. <laughs> I I didn't touch on that, but I was talking, I literally was talking to Soph um, and my fiance about this the, um, yesterday. <laughs> Oops. Um, and I was saying, we were just kind of talking about basically this, like sports and mentality. And I was talking about, um, I was talking about how in 2021, after the Tokyo Olympic trials, how without um, my sports psychologist, I was like, I'd probably be like at Walmart working, just giving up, like I'm done. Like I would just be working. I wouldn't even be working in my degree. I would just be like, oh, because like, I really wanted to give up. And I just think they save your life and you don't even realize that they're really underutilized. And I'm, I'm making the ad, ad, you should get one. They're important. I've heard that from many, I've heard that from many, Oh, Chase, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's, we've enjoyed having you. Yeah, thanks you've, for having me. So you've dropped some gems. Thank you for coming on. We we really appreciate it.